You know, there's a lot of things within the history of America that's been hidden from all of us, especially us within the black community. And if you allow this school system to educate you and not really educate yourself, you're not going to know much of anything. Now, there was a place called the Devil's Punch Bowl in Natchez, Mississippi. And this was a concentration camp for black people. America never speak about the concentration camp that they have for black people. Let's go ahead and roll that clip. Untouched fruit falls to the ground near the banks of the Mississippi River. They talk about there's the most beautiful wild peach groves uh, down in the punch bowl. And researcher Paula Westbrook says, like a peach, the area known as the Devil's Punch Bowl has a pit, a mass grave from the 1860s. Historians estimate that in one year, up to 20,000 freed slaves died in contraband camps below these blocks. When the slaves were released from the plantations during the occupation, they overran Natchez. And the population went from about 10,000 to 120,000 overnight. So they decided to build an encampment for them at Devil's Punch Bowl, which they walled off and wouldn't let him out. Don Estes is the former director of the Natchez City Cemetery. I just put my own tombstone right there. You see Estes? Learning history's been his life. He says Union troops ordered recaptured black men to perform hard labor. Right down, right here. While women and children were all but left to die in the three punch bowl prisons. Disease broke out among them, smallpox being the main one and thousands and thousands died. They were begging to get out, turn me loose and I'll go home back to the plantation, anywhere but there. But they wouldn't let them out. The Union Army did not allow them to remove the bodies from the camp. They just gave them shovels and said, bury them where they drop. And I'd really like to show you more of this terrain, but it's just too thick with greenery. These bluffs are also straight down, so not only is it dangerous to navigate, it's still very mysterious back there. It's a bed of alligators and snakes. Uh, it would take Indiana Jones to get back in there at this point. Then you come on up washing away bluffs and at the Devil's Punch Bowl that has so many people that no one knows how they got killed or when, and they're still down there. Wasted. And even to this day, they talk about wild peach trees that come up down there, but no one in Natchez will eat them because they know what the fertilizer was. But these people come up to you and act like they're the beacons of morality, and you should imitate them and be more like them and say you're savage and you know you're inferior. I understand something. You have never did the things that these people have done. Now, just imagine. You are getting off the plantation of being treated like a slave. You're free. And because these Union soldiers, not Confederate soldiers, Union soldiers capture you, men, women, and children, put you in a concentration camp. Put the men in one area, the women and children in another area. The women and children were walled off with concrete walls, and they were just left to starve and die. Women and children, just evil, demonic people. Then you had the men was put to so much hard labor that they was begging to go back to the plantation. That's how bad it was. And did you hear in one year, 20,000 black people died. And these demons, 
to say I was just bearing what he had. But yet we can't get a dime for reparations, for slavery, for Jim Crow laws, for concentration camps, for bombing our churches, for destroying our towns like Rosewood, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and many other towns that these people have destroyed under the sanction of the sheriff, under the sanction of the governor. We don't get anything. But our so-called first black president, we'll put up a little picture up, he decides last year, kind of around this time, to earmark $12 million to Holocaust survivors, which the Holocaust didn't happen here, but yet he can do that and no one says anything. But when they have anything related to you, he can, nobody can do nothing. How dare you bring that mess up? They can give money to Japanese. Don't say nothing about that to them and their heirs for what I read about that in the billions. Don't say anything. But you know. You see, you need to know your history to understand this country and also to understand where you're going and also so it does not repeat itself again. We as black people, part of the African diaspora, have suffered immensely. And everything that these people have done to us, the day is going to come where every part of that evil has to be judged. And that's why they lose in their country as they speak right now. And they can't understand why. They're wondering what's going on. They're saying we want to take our country back. We need Trump to come do it for us. Because it's been sanctioned for them to lose power in this nation. It's going to happen. Because you look at atrocities like this. When you look at something from the pit of hell that happened to our brothers and sisters, you, they can't just keep going along and acting like everything is okay. And then when you bring this mess up to them, instead of them acknowledging it and saying, you know, this is some evil stuff and we need to fix this. No, they're going to justify it and say, I had nothing to do with it. They're going to justify it and say, you didn't go through that. So what are you complaining for? All the things that they will say to you out of their evil minds, but when you refer to them about they stuff and what they go through, how dare you say that crap? You're evil for saying that. You know, it's kind of quite funny how they are. That's why I tell y'all, don't take the word of these people. They don't mean no good to you. If you wouldn't take the word of the devil himself, why would you take their word? These white supremacists. But this is the things that we need to talk about within our history. We need to share this with our children. We need to let them know what our ancestors went through to get you to where even you're at today so you can appreciate where you are today. Because those people that suffered and died, if they did not do that, if they did not go through all this stuff, maybe you wouldn't be where you're at today. And looking at stories like this should encourage you to fight even harder to make sure your people get free. Stop listening to these people when they tell you anything about your past or your present. I told y'all before, you need to put these people in their place and tell them to stay in their place in regards to what we got to do within our community. It just saddens me just to hear this story and just to imagine the pain and the horror and the suffering and the sickness and little kids just dying like that. I mean, it just, it just gets to you. But, you know, if you're a human being, it will get to you if you're a demon. Well, you're going to make excuses for it. But I don't know, let me know what you think about it in the comments, about the devil's punch board, what our people went through. Share the video and let people know how our people were slaughtered in the black concentration camp. Like the video if you like the commentary. Subscribe for more news stories.
has taken the life of Los Angeles rapper Nipsey Hussle. 
Uh, police say the 33-year-old was shot multiple times outside of his clothing store yesterday by a young man who then ran to a waiting getaway car. We turn now to the arrest tonight after a string of fires that destroyed several churches with African-American congregations. Three historic churches were destroyed in just 10 days. A 21-year-old man is now in custody tonight and charged with arson, and it turns out he is the son of a local sheriff's deputy. We're talking about one of the great symbols of Paris and all of Western civilization. It is still standing this morning after a fire that nearly... Hey friends, and well, let me be honest, probably um, before this video is over, some of you will consider me as an enemy. Um, but I wanted to share a couple minutes about my thoughts, not only on the tragedies that we have been experiencing um, over these past months, and especially these last couple of days with the shootings of our black men, but what I'm coming to learn over my 23-year journey of being a white man, living and ministering amongst my black family here in several inner cities of Chicago. And I'm, I'm going to speak very black and white because, let's be honest, it's a black and white issue. Um, I want to take you to the book of Exodus, um, chapter 1, and I wanted to share a little bit of what took place prior to the rise of Moses. Um, when I read that, it talked about that the Pharaoh um, became concerned and very um, fearful that the Hebrew slaves were growing in number and in power. So, in order to maintain their oppression, um, he put upon them great labor. He put upon the Hebrew slaves cruelty to keep them down. However, they still grew. And so he brought together some midwives and he instructed them that when a Hebrew boy was born, kill him. Well, these midwives did not follow, and the Hebrew slaves continued to grow. Eventually, the Pharaoh became so hatred and, and, uh, towards those Hebrew slaves that he made a decree. He put out an order that male baby boy Hebrew slaves were to be killed by casting them into the Nile River. Let's look at America. We brought blacks into this country as slaves. We never intended them to be anything other than a slave. But they began to grow in number and in power, and eventually they fought their way to some freedom. So we became even more cruel, and to keep our black Americans down, we lynched, but yet they rose. So then we used the welfare system, the criminal justice system, to, to keep them down, to contain them, to destroy them, but yet they rose and they're rising. Then we built prisons and jails to hold them, yet they rose 
And so now we are doing exactly what the Pharaoh did at the end, sending out a decree, kill him. So until we admit that when we wrote this constitution that all men are created equal, that we never intended to include our black brothers and sisters, our nation may end up facing exactly what the Egyptians faced when they refused to let God's people go. So I'm going to say this to my white fellow Americans, that the bloodshed that is on its way is not on the hands of our fellow black Americans, but is on our hands. We are the ones that are refusing to let God's people go. We are the ones that are refusing to acknowledge that we do not value our black brothers and sisters as equal individuals or equal Americans as us white men. And to my black brothers and sisters, the racial issues, as I've said, have been there from the very foundation. But why do we see it more? Because there's a shifting. See, us white men have been at the head since the foundation. But we've had a black president. And you know, we've done everything in our power to keep him from really changing things. Now we have another minority rising to the top, a white female. What does that say? Those of us who are white men who have been at the head are now starting to see and fear that we are going to become the tail. And we know what we've done to you. And so now we're fearful that you're going to do to us what we have done to you. But I will say this. I've lived in a black community for 23 years. I've never been treated the way that this country has treated my black Americans. So I call out my white Americans to say we better heed, repent, acknowledge, and change. Because if we don't, I just want to again say this, the bloodshed that we will experience is on our hands, not the hands of our fellow black Americans. I welcome your comments. I welcome your feedback. Hit me up on Facebook or go to my webpage at www.studio2911.org. Again, that's I don't necessarily know the answer except for us white Americans need to repent, acknowledge the lies that we have taught, acknowledge our value system of equality. It is not here and it does not include our black brothers and sisters. And we need to change and we need to change now. I think it's a very nasty question, and I think it's a very bad signal that you're putting out to the American people. Uh, Mr. President, Carolyn Terry, Chicago Defender. Today is my last White House press briefing. Thank you for taking my question. 
The coronavirus is disproportionately affecting people of color, and they're dying at twice the rate of white people. What do you have to say to the millions of hardworking Americans and underserved communities who fear the economy will reopen to their detriment? Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Today is my last day at work. Why are you such a clown? I don't want to comment on that right now. Yeah. You knew about this since January. And now you're trying to stand up there and tell me what a good job you did? You got more blood on your hands than Carol Baskin. Allegedly. Be nice. It's not my job to be nice. It is my job to report the news. Brother, stand up to this man. Now you put Surgeon General Adams in the sunken place. I believe they call me a racist because I did that. You, the only U.S. president who couldn't denounce Nazis. I wonder where they got that idea. I don't want to comment on that right now. Here's what I want you to do. Round up your little task force, start calling Deborah doctor because she's a doctor too, and have them remind you that the job of the president of the United States is working for the people of the United States, be they black, white, or in your case, orange. Oh, and that's not me being nasty. You don't want to see nasty. You scared of CNN? Wait till you see black Twitter. Thank you very much. I'm leaving. You better run, brother. In mathematics, when we say equal, that means equal. Four plus one equals six minus one. Four plus one is five. Six minus one is five. They equal. When you equal, you're equal. I want to know how are we equal in the Delta? How are we equal when you got towns that's 97 percent black that don't even got stores in their town? Don't control the gas stations. Don't even control the economics. Let me give you another number. Israel has eight million people. America has 50 million black people. If eight million people can have their own president. They own nation, they own art, they own military, they own language, they own money. How in the heck can 50 million black people don't even own a black bank, black insurance company, a gas station? Because what I'm trying to show y'all is that you want to look past the smoke screen. Because in mathematics, not only do we think, but we think critically. We think logically. We think analytically. We go look deeper than a regular thinker. So in a case like this, in the history of Mississippi, I want everybody to go a little bit deeper. Just a little bit, just look at this street. Name me one black business on the main street. That side of Cleveland getting built up. The south side of Cleveland, where most of predominantly black live, is getting ran down. If we equal, come and help that out. You know, I want the white people to know that I'm, I'm not against you, but if you want to help, give some of that land that you took from the Indians back. And that's the only how we can do it. If you really want to help, give up some of these business that you took. 50 million Indians got slaughtered in, in, in Mississippi, in the, in the Mississippi Delta area, and they took their land. Do y'all know Greenwood, Mississippi? It was a real man named Greenwood. 
copyright disclaimer, 1976 of the Fair Use Act and Title 17, Section 107, allowances is made for fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips to balance in the favor of fair use. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. I hope you truly enjoyed your uh, coffee, tea, or latte, whichever you may have happened to be drinking. I appreciate you so much for letting me into your homes or your cars or your workplaces or wherever you may have been listening to me at. I want each and every one of you to have a safe and a blessed day. And as always, you know my name is Ted Greer, and I'm your host on Chilling with Teddy G. 